Hi, and welcome to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and Friends. The friends are all of you that listen, all of you that pray for this broadcast and share it and follow and and give, and we just appreciate your being behind us trying to start kind of a revolution, as it were, not in the earthly sense of the word, but in the spiritual sense where we really need to return back to the word of God, for it is the one thing that can change our lives. Today's broadcast is sponsored by two of our wonderful Christian ladies. One is a realtor named Kelly Shockey. So if you're buying or selling, you'll want to give her a call at 443-955-2465. 443-955-2465. And also, if you're perhaps going through a difficult time, this holiday season, so many people are going through the blues, they're suffering economic difficulties and a lot of pain, a lot of sickness going around and loss. And so I believe that you could do well by getting some good Christian guidance. And that would be call Tina Ballblitz at Light of Hope Counseling, 410-245-4225. One of the other things that we're doing by this broadcast is trying to bring together the body of Christ. Not some sort of um, watered-down ecumenical-type movement, but just bringing true believers together. We need to work together, play together, love one another together, and the church has been divided for so long. Man puts all kind of walls up, and, and that's not good. Jesus wanted us to be united. John 17, that was his idea, not mine, his idea in John 17. Anyway, let's get into our study of Revelation chapter 19. Quick little outline, Revelation 1 and verse 19 is the outline, right? The things which thou hast seen the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. Chapter 1, the vision of the glorified Jesus, talking all about the person and work of Jesus, and Jesus seen in all of his glory. Chapters 2 and 3, the age of the church, which we're, I believe, in the last days of that. The last two churches were the church of Philadelphia, the church that stayed true to the word of God. And then there was also the church at Laodicea and they were a lukewarm church. They just basked in the 
sea of mediocrity. And that's not what Jesus would have for us. He wants us to be zealous for him, not obnoxious zealous, but just in on fire for him, in love with him, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, as we get to chapter six, which we have a complete study on that, it talks about the tribulation, seven years that Daniel prophesied in Daniel 9, 24 to 27. There's a whole broadcast just on that 70th week of Daniel. I encourage you to look that broadcast up, listen to it. And now, so chapter 6 to 18 is all about the tribulation. And we have, for several reasons, decided not to go verse by verse through those chapters because it's primarily the wrath of God poured out on those that have fought against and slain the people of God. And so I believe that our greatest time spent, because we don't have a lot of time, is spent, now we're looking at chapter 19. In chapter 17 and 18 was how Babylon had fallen. Now, Babylon was represented as a harlot that was riding on a beast. And so this harlot represented the political, religious, economic system during a lot of the tribulation. But it tells us that this beast, who is the Antichrist and his system, would turn on her and devour her. And so chapter 18, Babylon has fallen. And as we get to chapter 19, 6 to 18 is all darkness, except for some tribulation saints that will come to the Lord during that time. It will cost their life, but they will come to Jesus. And that's a wonderful thing. So let's get ready now. Chapter 19 of Revelation. I'll give you a quick review, and then we're going to be talking primarily about the second coming of Jesus in glory. Let me read and give you an exposition quickly of the first six or seven verses which we studied in our last study. And after these things, chapters 6 to 18, of course, the tribulation, I heard a great voice, a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia. And we're learning about this, that there are four Alleluias. Some say this is where Handel got his inspiration to write the Hallelujah Chorus. And these, this multitude in heaven is saying, Alleluia, salvation. Aren't you thankful for your salvation? And glory, all the glory goes to God. 
All the honor goes to God. So it talks about salvation and glory and honor and power, dynamic power, dunamis, unto the Lord our God. Man thinks he's so powerful, he has no idea about power because true power comes from God himself. Now God in chapters six to 18, pours out his wrath against all the evil of mankind. And some of you might be thinking, well, I thought God was a loving God. Well, God is a loving God and part of his love is demonstrated in how he loves us, protects us and defends us. So verse two, true and righteous are his judgments. For he hath judged the great harlot, remember chapter 17 and 18, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication. There is so much, not just spiritual fornication, but also physical fornication. Many of the um, false systems of religion that were encountered, encountered by the early church, a lot of them had all kinds of horrible um, orgies and terrible things happening in their temples that were sanctioned by the false religion. And so immorality and idolatry for some reason go together. Well, she did corrupt the earth with her fornication and God has avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. God is avenging the blood of his servants at her hand. He has judged her because of what she has done to the people of God, this corrupt system is not your friend. Don't think for a moment it's your friend. And the Bible says friendship with the world is enmity with God. It does not mean that we are unkind to people without Christ. It's telling you that the system is hostile to Christianity. And it says, and again, they said, Alleluia. And her smoke rose up forever and ever. She thought she was indestructible, but she was destroyed. It says, and then the th four and 20 elders, remember them? 12 from the Old Testament, 12 from the New Testament, kind of our um, representatives of the Old Testament saints and also the New Testament saints. The four and 20 elders and the four beasts or living creatures fell down and worshiped God that sat on the throne saying, Amen, Alleluia. I think this is wonderful that the saints in heaven and the, the angels in heaven and the elders and the creatures um, are all saying, Hallelujah because our God reigns now and our God will reign in the future. 
verse 5, and a voice came out of the throne. Now, this is not God himself. This is a mighty angel, perhaps Gabriel or Michael. And it says, a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. We have really three groups of believers. We are called, as the church, the bride of Christ. But do you realize there is a difference between the Old Testament saints, there's a difference between the New Testament saints, the Old Testament saints looked forward to the cross. The New Testament saints look back to the cross. And then there are the tribulation saints. And they receive Christ as their Savior as they hear the gospel from the 144,000 evangelists in Revelation, the seventh chapter. But when they receive Christ, it is going to cost their lives. Remember, in Revelation 6, the souls that were slain for the word of God are saying, how long, Lord, how long? And our Lord is going to make all the wrongs right. So as we look at verse 5, a voice came out of the throne. One of the mighty angels saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. So we have the Old Testament saints, we have the New Testament saints, and we have the tribulation saints. Verse 6, And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the voice of many waters, so many believers that it's just encompassing the entire atmosphere, the sound of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering saying, Alleluia. Imagine just a mass that you could almost not count, and they're all giving praise and glory and honor to God. All the Old Testament saints, all the New Testament saints, the tribulation saints. For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. There's a lot just in that statement. He is Lord. He is God. He's omnipotent. He's not only omnipotent, which means all-powerful, but he's omniscient which means he's all-knowing, and God reigns. Our God reigns. Verse 7, let us be glad and rejoice. Now listen to this event. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come and his wife hath made herself ready. This word for marriage of the lamb and marriage supper of the lamb is the same phrase. And we shared with you that there are three events in the 
Jewish wedding. And that was, first of all, there's the contract. And we shared with you that this was taken care of at the cross of Jesus Christ. Secondly, the groom would take the bride and bring the bride to his home. That's the rapture of the church. And now there's the great wedding feast or the marriage supper of the Lamb. And to her, the bride of Christ, the wife, was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen. For fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And he said unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. You might have been left out of a lot of, as we say, hoity-toity events. That's not even a good English word, but down here on the earth, black tie affairs. But this is one that you will be invited to the most wonderful, incredible, event of the world called the Marriage Supper of the Lamb, where we will sit with Jesus. It says, and he said unto me, these are the true sayings of God. You may be down here on earth having a rough time right now, going through a difficult time, but realize this, that one day it's all gonna turn around and we realize that what God has told us in the Bible is the truth. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, see thou do it not. This is how you know that this voice that came from around the throne or from near the throne was not the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit because they would have received worship, so angels did not receive worship. But this one says, see thou do it not, I'm thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I did want to get into the second coming of Christ in glory in verse 11, but we're already out of time. And yes, I do realize that we go back over some of the previous verses, but I want you to just get a continual saturation of the word of God, verse by verse, line upon line, precept upon precept. But listen to that final statement of verse 10. It tells us to um, worship God for the testimony of Jesus. How do you know Jesus is real? How do you know he's the way, the truth, and the life? Via the spirit of prophecy. And much of what you're learning in this series from the book of the Revelation is prophecy the things which thou hast seen, that's the past. The things which are is the present. And the things which shall be hereafter is the future. We know by all of the prophecies that are coming true today, 
Keep your eye on Israel. Keep your eye on heaven. We know that all of these prophecies will come true that God gave us, and we know that Jesus is real because the things that he said, the prophecies that he made, will all come true. Read Matthew 24. Almost all of that is prophetic, and it will all come true. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I pray that you will. Why don't you pray with me now? If the Holy Spirit is drawing you to God, pray this prayer, Lord, I repent of my sin, not just the things that I do, but my position as a sinner, and I receive you right now as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. And if you sincerely prayed that prayer and repented of your sin, you became a child of God. Well, we're delighted that you have listened today and you can contact me via email. Maybe you have a prayer request or maybe you have some question and you would like to contact me, do that via email at charisman, C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A-N, 1234 at gmail.com or text my cell 386-795-8494. Any prayer requests you have, any need that you have, as time is available, I do answer questions, etc. But primarily, every request that comes in for prayer, I make sure that you are prayed over. And if you would like to underwrite this broadcast, contact me either through charisman1234 at gmail.com or text 386-795-8494. And a portion of what you give will tell you details on how to give. And if you do, a portion goes to projects from the local church that I attend, a kingdom builders, where they're doing incredible things around the world. Well, this is Pastor Earl saying, I love you.